Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 63 of the Fret Talk Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Say hi, me. Hi. <laughs> you are here with Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Whee! And you're here, joined with uh, Mr. Ethan Tracy as well. Yo. Goody, goody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, completely. I think as, as, a, uh, as a warning to our, our listeners... I'm getting the vibe that most of most of us on this cast, if not if not 100% of the cast members today, are beyond knackered. So <laughs> it will probably degenerate into like fart noises and dick jokes. <laughs> what about uh, some uh, yeah inappropriate jokes? Fucking hell, mate! We cut them. We cut them. <laughs> we yeah, we cut them like a son of a bitch, and, and I tell you what's going to happen. They're going to be cut it's again. Cut. <laughs> I think we should do a compilation one week and just put that out as a podcast. Shit, man. Yeah, any credibility that this podcast has would just be gone out the window. Right, so let's let's like shoehorn it back into it, back on track because this is we're not even like a minute in yet, and it's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's gone off the Very rails. Degraded. That's it. How how are we this week? Um, what we've we been up to, Matt? Do you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay. So I've broke my Hughes and Kettner. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I remember seeing some of this actually. So uh, so what's going on? On with that. Um, well, you plug it in and it makes lots of like loud hissy cracking noises. And I, having never had any issues with a valve amp ever. Was hoping it was going to be valves and um, Andy Smith, um, who makes the Honey Boy amps, doesn't think it's valves. Gavin Downey doesn't think it's valves. So um, both of them said it sounds like, sounds like there's a short in the amp because if I t- like rock it, it goes this crackly poppy stuff, and then if I punch it in the side really hard, it stops where it stops popping, and it goes back to being a normal amp. Um, I mean that's that's one solution. That is percussive maintenance at its finest. The problem uh, is, if it goes in the middle of a song, I'd have to turn around and kick it, and uh, like obviously you can't do that live, so I need to get it looked at. Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, don't know any amp people over here. It's uh, it would look rock and roll if you just halfway through a song turned around and booted your amp, but yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, it's not a long term solution. N- yeah, yeah, and like potential fire hazards as well is. Um, it's not great, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's all around. Just it just needs looking at. So I need to work out if there is anybody on the Isle of Man that can fix amps. And as far as I'm aware, the shop claim they can do it, but don't do a particularly good job. Um, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking from ESA, so I yeah. might well be wrong. Um, but I think that's probably going to end up being my only option. But they do offer a service where if they can't fix it, they will ship it to a company in the UK that they've got ties to, um, which and they'll get a cheaper deal on shipping a 45 kilo amp than I would through sending it through the post office. I mean, that, that sounds like a, like a legitimate thing. I know a guy who could probably fix it. Like the, my local amp guy is, is pretty fucking sound, but again, that... It might be a little costly in terms of shipping it all the way to the West Midlands. So, yeah, or ship it to Blackpool, and I'll get it sorted for you. 
by one of my dudes. That's it. He knows a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> yeah. Those, Which I ironically say, like in the West Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sound? like I said, the issues there is getting the amp to the UK. So I need to work out whether it is worth taking it to the store or worth taking it to the store and saying, I don't think you can fix it. Don't even bother looking at it. Send it away to your company that you've got ties to that you obviously have like business to. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Um, I noticed that this week. Um, really quite annoyed because I quite fancied using it this weekend, but um, I can't. I quite wanted to go stereo again. We're playing a, a, a larger venue. It seems like everything in the uh, in the fights is against you going stereo. Yeah, if it's not my the other guitarist in the band's amp blowing up, it's mine. So yeah, it's just not meant to be, man. It's just not meant to be. It's, it, we'll get back there. It might take some time. It might be this time next year, but I'll get back to playing a stereo rig. It's like those uh, those old um, Guinness adverts, isn't it? The good things come to those who wait. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've done is I've got a couple of gigs coming up this week, next weekend, and the weekend after. The mm-hmm. very last gig is at... I th- think we discussed it on a cast where I said I played in a venue where people were like so close to you. They were standing on your pedal board and they were knocking over our... Um, our PA tops and stuff and um, the venue is closing down and they've asked us to play the final night nice and I don't particularly want to take any expensive stuff because I'm worried about people walking over my pedal board and stuff yeah so especially gonna... on the last night as well they're going to be like wow fuck it there's no uh, no recourse here is there it's, it's so I'm thinking I might gig with an affinity strat and a Boss ME80, and then... You gig with your Hughes and Kettner. It's already <laughs> fucked. The amp, I don't need to worry about, because the amp is so far behind me that they've got to go through me to get to it, and I'm quite a wide-set bloke and can stop people going through me. So I'm not worried about the amp, so I'll, I'll just use the AC-15 that actually works. But yeah, I'll probably use the ME80, and I'll probably use the uh, either an Affinity Strat or maybe... Just trying to think, or maybe even my HH strap, my pink sparkle. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was, I was thinking the, uh, the sparkle caster. Yeah, that, that means I don't have to restring a guitar as well. <laughs> yeah, I was, or um, the the vintage, because that's vintage. That's like yeah. relatively inexpensive, isn't it? It is, but I like the vintage. <laughs> I play the vintage quite often. Um, nice. So yeah, I think I'd probably use the. Either the uh, Sparkle HH or maybe even my Epiphone Explorer that I haven't used in a while. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, I forgot you even had that. <laughs> That's because I haven't used it this calendar year. <laughs> shit. I think it's uh, it's one of those things where if you if you don't use it within an actual full calendar year, you've got to get rid yeah, well, I, I last used it in December of last year, so we're not quite at that point yet. And I think if I if I use actually that's the point. If I use this at this October, that gives me another twelve months, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. You get another twelve months on your contract there, so that's that's pretty sound. 
trying to think if there are any guitars that I've got in my in my collection which haven't been touched for 12 months and there are some that are getting close but I think <laughs> I think we're all good I think we're all good oh I've got I've got three <laughs> yeah I've Sick definitely man. got a, two affinity strats I've got at least two acoustics You've got a Telecaster that's in fucking bits, mate, as well. Yeah, but that was not in bits at the start of the year. Ah, right, yeah, cool. What if it's in bits? <laughs> it doesn't count because it's in bits. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like it's, it's declaring it's, uh, yeah, it's a sawn, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you you get another another couple of years on that then? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm glad we've, we've worked out the kinks of... Uh, <laughs> Of guitar ownership there? Yeah, so the- but yeah. I, I just need to work out whether I can use the ME80 because I, like, there's multiple times where I have multiple um, multiple modulations on at the same time and I don't know whether you can do that with the ME80. I haven't looked at it. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I um, think they're either in the delay or one of the e maybe the EQ bit, I think there is chorus that you could just whack the time down on the delay or whatever it is. I think it is in the delay, and I think if I whack the time down on the delay so that it's just reverb and use the chorus delay, I could then use my phaser in the modulation <laughs> setting, and I should be all right. But I need to like work out the intricacies or get the band to change the set list. You just need to throw caution to the wind and, and uh, assign the, the foot pedal to whammy mode. <laughs> you see, you joke about that, but that's that's how I think I'm going to end every single song. <laughs> yeah, a, put, put it in whammy a, and then do tapping as well just and just rock my foot back and forth. But why don't you make presets of like certain parts of the song so then you can just click from one to the other? Yeah, Unless you need both. Right, yeah. Mr. Fancy Lardy Dar. Yeah, that's the thing I could do, but that would involve sitting down with it for an evening, and I just want something that I can just plug in and not have to worry about. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying I'm lazy, but I'm lazy. Is, is it the uh, the ME80 that's got the um, the sweepable ring modulator as well? Yeah, I think it yeah. does. Yeah, it's got a load of sweepable stuff. It's. You can assign it. You can even assign it to the gain on one of your drives, so that you can change the gain mid song. <laughs> like, it's what everyone wants, isn't it? Like a a sweepable gain control. Fucking hell! Yeah. Like, boss, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just mental. I think you can also you can do it time on reverb or repeats on reverb. Sorry, time on delay or repeats on delay. Time on modulation, gain on drives. I think it does gain on the amp models as well. It's just, it. I think there's like fourteen second settings on that thing. Shit, man. Yeah, it's the same with my GT100. I can do all that. It's just, yeah. I need to like just plug it in for an evening, or maybe I should take it to a band practice. That's probably like the thing I should do. Take it to a band practice. That's that is a guaranteed way of you getting fuck all done during a band practice. Going, oh, just 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 wait there. I just got to assign assign yeah, another couple of. Parameters. Our drummer spends about the first two and a half hours of our band practice tuning his drums, and then 
whinges when we keep starting songs whilst he's still tuning his drums. <laughs> <coughs> Fucking hell. The first two and a half hours, our band practices only last two, so that'd we be... Uh, we get. That's how one goes, though. Two and a half to three hours we usually get, and most of it, our drummer is tuning his drums. <laughs> Tell him to get a helix. <laughs> the drummer should get a helix. Get a yeah. helix, mate. Is is there drums settings in the helix? Sure, probably. Why not? Yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah, we'll, we'll just get a Minator, Boss 808 or whatever it is. <laughs> there you go, mate. You've get been me, replaced. Get my drum machine. You've been replaced. <laughs> uh, just get him a tambourine and a fucking bongo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to swing us back to uh, back to some kind of some form of topic. Um, What you been up to this week, uh, Mister Ayrton? What's uh, what's been going on in your guitaring world? Oh, guitaring world! Uh, But nearly about three weeks ago now, we did uh, the first gig in about a year and a half in Bradford. You Uh, did, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you shared. Was it on Instagram that you were sharing the the shots of that? Facebook, or was, oh, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty cool gig. Not a lot of a uh, lot of decent people there. Mainly all female fronted, like metal bands. So half of them we knew anyway, which was cool. Yeah, uh, but we've just been doing band practice, ready for the next. I think six or seven gigs that we've got coming up. Um, it's like a mini tour with a another quite big British goth band called Synagogue. So I think we've got about five dates with them, which uh, should be good. I think the first one's in Burnley next next Friday, yeah. And uh, how how you getting on with the, um, the slanty fret Ibanez shred machine? Oh, absolutely fucking love it. Hasn't missed a beat yet. It's just, it's a powerhouse. Absolute fucking powerhouse. Although yeah. I am kind of wanting like an RD type of guitar and I have been talking to a, a certain company that a few people might have recommended. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm, I'm really curious about the, uh, the Fishman pickups in your, in your, I don't even know what it's, it's called your, your guitar. It's an, it's an RG, R-G-D-I-M-F-X Something like that There you I'm go sure That's, that's the one So essentially like Slanty fret R-G- R-G-D So like Yeah Kind of Is it carved top or is it Um, Not massively no uh, Around the edging Slightly contoured yeah. yeah Yeah So um, What what kind of um, What kind of options do you get on those um, Fluency pickups then Because so, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go ahead and uh, so, um, explain to us how they work. Basically, they're um, they're active pickups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. Um, but with the option on what my guitar is, is the volume part. If you pull that, it gives you more of a uh, passive mid range. Okay. So instead of it being all in your face all the time, pop that out. And it's more of a passive, you pop it back in, it's more of an active range. Um, there's quite a few videos online talking about it all properly and stuff. But it's just got 
to me, it's more clarity there in the whole range of the strings compared to some active pickups. Yeah. EMG, which I've, I used to praise to holy hell. Um, they just seem a bit, I don't know, it's like the bit muddier compared to these. These are more refined. You can hear everything, even with your chords and shit. It's great. Like, how do you play chords on a wonky guitar? Uh, the same way, you just got that spackery. <laughs> I love it how we're, we're, we're kind what of veering off the, the line of political correctness here. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, if you ever get the chance to pick up a guitar with fun frets, do it. Um, I have. I've, I've played the guitar with uh, with uh, fan frets. It's it's the fluency pickups that I'm um, intrigued by because I've I've heard quite a few people from uh, different styles as well who have mentioned that the fluency pickups are um, ones to look out for. Yeah, well, there's a there's a load of big artists jumping on the bandwagon with them now. Mm. Um, Toasting a bar seat of animals as leaders. He does. It's mainly like gent prog rock, but he's got like jazz backgrounds, classical backgrounds, all that type of stuff, and he brings that into his music. Yeah, he's he's not just straight like dirty gent, is he? He's, no, he's very eclectic with his style. <clears throat> yeah, there's uh, Satchel. He uses them now. Um, Every other artist has just left my head. I think Deftones are using them as well now. Well, um, there's quite a few big metalcore bands as well that are using them. Yeah, Wicked. Um, so. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to try some out. When and where, I haven't got a fucking clue. But I'll have to try some. They are. The uh, guitar company that I'm talking to, They uh, they have them... And they put them in guitars. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. That's that's quite a new, um, quite a new um, venture for them, isn't it? The, the mm-hmm. Fishmans. Um, oh yeah. Because I I wasn't aware that that was an option. The uh, six months ago. Well, they've only <laughs> just really come out, to be honest, to the general public. Mm, the, I. I heard a podcast about the probably about probably about six months ago mentioning them, but I I, I mean I have, I have I've done about as much research as I, as I do for this show, so <laughs> um, and that that seems like a good place to move on to our uh, onto our news for this week, which is less like breaking news. More the stuff that we forgot in previous weeks. <laughs> um, we'll start with something new at least anyway. So, Gibson have another company called Epi- Epiphone. Ep- Episone, no, Epiphone. And this week they uh, they were mentioning a um, a signature guitar. So, Epiphone are doing a signature guitar. Once again, <laughs> what, yeah, they, they, yeah. Once again, um, so slash signature, slash signature Epiphone Les Paul. No, not Les Paul. Oh, it must be a Mockingbird then, yeah. 
So slash signature Epiphone BC Rich Mockingbird. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Let's try this one more time. Slash signature Firebird. Yeah, fucking what? <laughs> you fucking what, mate? <laughs> so yeah, apparently Slash, huge fan of the Firebirds. Um from all of those times that he played them. Um all of that twice. <laughs> apparently yeah, he so. uses them in the encores when they play some songs from Chinese democracy so in the, the current tour so the bit so where everyone kind of never <laughs> yeah I mean everyone's then getting in their cars by that point because they think well we're, we're not sticking around for this shit they've, they've already played Sweet Child of Mine and they've played like they've, Paradise they've, City and yeah, shit see, yeah. like that. They've, they've played the big hits Let's fuck off before the uh, before the traffic gets bugged. So a guitar that only about like thirty percent of the audience will have seen. Um, slash signature uh, Epiphone Firebirds. Uh, about I think it was kind of the the start of this year. Uh, they mentioned the the essentially eight grand version of the uh, of this by the Gibson Custom Shop. Um, but this is like an affordable take on it. So let's read the spec. Which is only seven thousand nine hundred and ninety nine pounds. Yeah, I mean if if it was uh, if it was half that, if it was three and a half, it's a bargain, isn't it? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so flame maple top, uh they say triple A uh, maple, that doesn't mean fuck all. Um trans black, so it's it's quite subtle. Uh from the pictures it looked like it was just a flat ebony finish. But then, yeah. like on on closer inspection, you you notice this kind of secret, like flame maple grain, which yeah, it's all good. If you stood what ten foot away on stage, you're not going to be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's like your own little secret. Um, so a power ferro board. So I mean, that's pretty fucking standard these days, isn't it? Um, it comes wired with orange drop caps as well, which is. That's pretty good. That's actually a legitimate um, upgrade to to a lot of the Epiphone stuff. Um, they're doing a hundred of them hand signed, uh, and they come obviously as a standard with slash Seymour Duncan unbookers. I think they're Alnico two. Yeah, um, Alnico yeah. two pros. I think. Yeah. So, what what are we thinking? I think it's good because it comes with a certificate of authenticity, a poster, and a big one, a bumper sticker. <laughs> of course, yeah. You get uh, any free shit with a guitar, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so there, there is some free shit, actually, I did forget to mention. Uh, it comes with a leather strap and a case. So, Fucking hell. I know. Ooh, pushing the boat out there. Push the board. Um, I imagine it's going to be coming in at about a grand. There, there's no it's, price on it at the moment. but There is a price. It, Agnetons have got it listed now with a price. 769 quid. Oh, that, it, that's not, it's not bad, is it, that? I mean, it's, it's got Epiphone on the headstock. I know we're saying it's not bad because we expected it to be extortionate. But at the same time, that's more expensive than two of the range of standard... Les Pauls in the sorry, not Les Paul standards. Two of the ranges of the the Les Paul range for 2019 are below that. It's quite expensive for an Epiphone. 
it, yeah, it is expensive for an Epiphone, but it's it's the kind of the higher tier Epiphone to start off with, which they kind of start at about five hundred quid. Um, it, it's loaded with um, the the orange drop caps and and the slash uh, signature bookers, which you know, again, yeah, and okay. and it comes with like a a, um, a a case which is I assume it's molded to the um, the shape of the the firebird, um, which again like that that's that's legit stuff. And you've got this, the Slasher Snake Pit logo on the white scratch plate as well. Oh, yeah, fuck that right up. Uh, but. Scrap plate straight off. I must stress that that's the unsigned version that is under £1,000. The signed version will probably add, like, three noughts to the end of that. So it'll be a bit naughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It, it, I, I gave you the warning at the start of this podcast. If, if you are tutting at that... Then, <laughs> on your head be it. Uh, so, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's that's too bad. I don't think it's too bad. Um, however, I quite I quite like the colour. I like this like trans black or whatever they're calling it. They're like semi see through black. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's subtle enough, isn't it? It's subtle enough. I I don't hate it. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, like the little quip that I made at the start of the uh, start of the segment for this slash and a firebird. Yeah, don't go together. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like Angus Young and the three three five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if yeah if they bought out an Angus Angus Young signature three three five, I'd probably be more accepting of it to be honest. <laughs> Because well, he played yeah, yeah. twice what with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, why not, eh? Um, yeah, yeah, it's, like, more time, it's more times than the Slasher Shoes to Firebird. Well, <laughs> yeah. It, it, but it just it, it had me begging the question, like, who is more ridiculous for like their, their signature guitars? Slash or Joe Bonamassa now? Because, like, Joe Bonamassa has got he's, he's got a signature everything, hasn't he? I'm sure he's got like signature Telecasters and signature f- fucking. He's probably got a whatever. signature banjo, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, I know he's got his own signature beach towels and flip flops, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're forgetting about the title and the money club. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like I just. Like I know, Slash is now their like brand ambassador. In, that's it. Brand ambassador. That was it. I was going to call him some flagship guy. Yeah, but like that doesn't mean he needs one of every guitar. Just like what you need is a Les Paul, that's an it. AFD Les Paul. That's all you need. But I mean, they've been rinsing the uh, the Les Pauls as well recently, and they're like Anaconda Burst, and then. There's yeah. the Corso Rosa um, finish a couple of years ago, and then like the, the AFD, AFD stuff, and yeah, and then the tobacco I mean, sunbursts. I, and just, I know yeah. the problem with the AFD was everybody's still waiting for their hat. It, what, was it supposed to come with a hat? It was supposed to come with the top hat, and it never came with a top hat. And the people that bought those those AFDs want their top hats. And that's why they'll never bring another one out. Because yeah. yeah, they've got a top hat backlog. 
<laughs> I mean, I know one of my mates he just bought a top hat off eBay. He went, yeah, it came with a guitar. And then everyone around where we live was like, you got a top hat with yours? Where's our top hat? <laughs> <laughs> just causing a controversy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <sighs> but like, just think thinking back to when those, those AFD um, six came out and now Gibson financial trouble is there correlation like is is that what happened is it is it all they a stopped. backlash against the, <laughs> the top hats <laughs> that's why they nearly went bankrupt because <laughs> of the hat that's it yeah it's a risky manoeuvre um, so kind of reading the room I think just largely I, I, we don't give a fuck about this uh, this slash signature do we no not really then it's agreed. No fucks will be given. Slams down gavel. Next. Uh, so, Epiphone again. Hey, Epiphone absolutely killing it this week. So, from something that has absolutely no correlation to the artist, something that has like an amazing correlation to the artist, the Epiphone, Peter Frampton, Les Paul Custom, Phoenix. So, this is a... Uh, an accurate-ish representation of the triple humbucker uh, Les Paul custom that is seen on the the front cover of Frampton Comes Alive, and was pretty much his go-to uh, go-to guitar like pre nineteen eighties. So standard stuff. We're talking. Let's have let have a read of the specs. We got twelve-inch radius, twenty-two frets, which you would expect from a Les Paul. If it had anything different, you would be saying, what the fuck? Um, weight relief on a, on an epi. I don't think I've ever ever really come across weight relief on an epi. But all, all the pros are weight relieved. Oh, are they? So they, yeah, there you go. I, I can't remember whether, where I read it, but it said it literally said Epiphone Les Paul Custom Pro weight relief was the way they just described how the weight relief was done. Oh, yeah. So, so potentially it's me just being kind of um ignorant to the the epiphone processes these days maybe maybe we do a spotlight on epiphone one of these weeks this week is not that week um so yeah ep- uh weight relief uh it's got a ceramic probucker bridge and two probuckers in the middle of the neck these are epiphone epiphone's arbitrary um kind of not shitty pickups yeah, uh, they have the pickups in my Epiphone Explorer. Yeah, and from what you said, they sound sound pretty good. Yeah, I, I like. I wouldn't think of changing them out. They they they're good enough to to my ear anyway. Cool. Yeah. Um, the tone lock bridge system, which don't know what that means. I mean, it it just looks like a normal bridge to me. Yeah, I assume it's got oh, some kind it of. One like, of them- that you can lock so when you're changing the strings it doesn't fall off and make you cry. Yeah, I, I would assume so. I'd assume it's got <laughs> some kind of like grub screw system where it where it locks it down, but I don't know. Uh well <laughs> yeah. If if you're that interested in that you can do the research. We we we're not gonna. Uh so there there are two different versions. There's the premium version and the standard version. Uh standard is the guitar only, comes in at eight nine nine dollars. Uh, premium comes with uh, so there are 200 of those made uh, 900 of the standards so it comes with a hard case and a certificate 
much like the slash uh, $11.99 um, but yeah so my kind of my gripe behind this uh, this piece of kit was not that uh, it was it was kind of the opposite of the front uh, the slash one where I've never seen slash player player firebird Peter Frampton and the the triple pickup um, Les Paul custom that's iconic um, number one why are they not giving him a, 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 a Gibson Sig for this um, rather than Epiphone he's been playing it for years come on give the guy a break um, but. Uh, yeah, Frampton comes alive like late late seventies, I think. Um, the last time I heard anything kind of Frampton related was probably like the nineties, um, when that like bunch of white dudes did a like a reggae cover of "Baby I Love You" away. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I mean, I got on a massive uh, massive Frampton kick. Um, perhaps like six months ago, and I, I bought Frampton Comes Alive. It's a wicked album. It's I, I, if you haven't already, listeners, go check it out because uh, there, there's some really really tasty bits in there. And there's like I I didn't realise how um how good Frampton was as as a guitarist, um, because he kind of falls under the radar of being the guy who wrote that um that one kind of love song uh, or the guy who uses a talk box um but yeah yeah like w- wicked wicked uh wicked album some some great songs but it it, it was like the the 70s so um uh, is it is it relevant is this? I mean, in, unless he's released something fairly recently, no. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't remember Peter Frampton. Like, I'd, I've not even seen like a greatest hits no. recently of his. Like, it's who was the one? The fella was he White Snake? The fella from like six six or seven weeks ago that they released the signature we were like Why oh yeah Vivian Campbell he's he's that's the one yeah he's he's a bit of a gun for hire Vivian Campbell is but yeah White Snake um, I actually saw him play with Def Leppard probably about a decade ago I mean like Peter Frampton is kind of I'd say slightly more well known than Vivian Campbell but like <laughs> not a current massive recording artist yeah he he appeared like, on um, season two or three of Family Guy, so he's a little bit bigger than, um, little bit bigger than Vivian Campbell. Yeah. Um, however, not massive. You you'll all have just noticed that a cat has come and come and sat directly on my lap. Um, <laughs> because the, all the talk of Peter Frampton, I think the cat wants to get in on this. So uh, I keep my mouth closed because there was a dirty joke in there, but <laughs> yeah, of course there is. Yeah, there's plenty of plenty of dirty jokes. So um, for our listeners, say hi to Podcat. Hello, Podcat. Yeah, now you can bugger Hello. off. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
Uh, yeah, he appeared on a on an episode of Family Guy, so slightly more famous than uh, Vivian Campbell. But yeah, re- relevance. Yeah, like I say, I'd, it's not really relevant. And if you're going to give Peter Frampton a signature, give him the Gibson. Like, yeah, guys the deserve people it, who man. can afford the people who can afford to buy and want to buy Peter Frampton signatures are going to be people who are of a certain age <laughs> where maybe they don't have maybe they don't have the struggles that somebody looking at buying an Epiphone would have. Yeah, maybe they've already paid off their mortgage. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe they're looking and into retirement have, homes. Maybe yeah. <laughs> you're saying somehow have managed to uh, bypass the system of something called work. That's it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's in the rear view mirror. Yeah, oh, I, like I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get why it's an Epiphone, and I don't get why now. Like an Epiphone signature, Peter Frampton, even in the nineties. I'd kind of have got it. Like, you know, you're maybe... Like, if it's early 90s, you're probably 15 years away from that album. Maybe even release it for the 20th anniversary, something like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's... Uh, unless I'm incorrect... Maybe it was 78. If it was 78, and this was in line with, like, him doing a big 40th anniversary, <laughs> oh, then oh, maybe I'd get it. Um, but... Yeah, I think, like... In you saying like why an Epiphone? In terms of why why is this one an Epiphone but not the Vivian Campbell? Like it it makes it makes no sense. Like either they they should both be Gibsons because they're both as relevant as each other. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, Gib- Gibson in general have got a plan. And what a wonderful way to segue onto our next bit of news, which is uh, Gibson's kind of financial troubles that have been going on for the past at least year. They've given us a lot of um, a lot of topic for for our podcast, so we've got to first of all give give them thanks for that. So thank you, Gibson, for kind of rocking the boat a little bit and just just giving us some conversation starters. Because that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I had a read on a uh, article earlier on today saying that Gibson are due to leave Chapter Eleven by October. So October is pretty soon. October is like next month. Yeah. So I suppose I'm taking the lead again on this one, as I have done with all of the previous. Gibson are in a load of shit yeah so segments so um imagine that you are explaining the gibson scenario to that of a relatively well-versed five-year-old <laughs> right okay so in the past we've explained that they chap this chapter 11 thing that they were entered into is bankruptcy protection it protects them and their assets whilst they decide what they're going to do going forward. It was only ever a short-term deal. They were never going to be protected from bankruptcy full-time. So that protection is coming to an end. Um, I can't find a definitive date. I've had a Google. Um, There's no definitive date of 
when they're coming out, but it just says October in a lot of places. So I assume going by that, it's either going to be the 1st or the 31st of October. It'll either be the start or the end of the month. And they'll have to then put forward their plan of getting out of the debt that they're in. Um, from reading the so, um, from reading the article, it sounds like their their plan has been been okayed, and that's why they're they're getting out of Chapter Eleven. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Uh, I, I think our sources were like Wall Street Journal, so uh, that seems legit. Yeah. Um, as part of the bankruptcy protection, they had to sign an agreement to say that Harry. Juskowitz. I'm going to say that's how you pronounce his surname. If that's not, I'm really sorry. I'm not very good at pronouncing them difficult... foreign names. <laughs> yeah. I um, it's pronounced so... Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. well, yeah. So, um, Harry, uh, sorry, it's not even Harry, is it? It's Henry, isn't Henry it? Henry Juskowitz, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's just call him Gibson CEO. So, the Gibson CEO had to stand down. Yep. Um, so, as far as I'm aware, from the 6th of September, so this is a couple of weeks ago now, he has had to step down from that role, and he's been replaced by a guy called Brian Fox, um, who's going to be running the company day-to-day, and he is of Alvarez and Marcel, who are a company I've never heard of. Uh, um, well, I mean, there's one thing that could be said about Mr. Fox, which is... It's a lot easier to spell than Juskovitz. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> pronoun- the big pronoun- question is, what does the fox say? <laughs> um, <laughs> shit, man. That is, that is like, I, I can tell you what the fox though. says. Go on, the man. The fox what? says that um, basically Gibson are going to have new owners, um, and it's led by. Funds that are managed by KKR and Co. So it, they're not going to be owned by KKR and Co. They're going to be owned by some funds that are managed by KKR and Co. Which to me sounds a little bit like dodgy. <laughs> As in, it, you've got a load of hidden investors who are going to be the owners of Gibson, basically. Because yeah. people who are have policies with KKR and Co. who've got lots of money will have the policies that they're invested in invested in funds that invest in Gibson. So it, it basically it's a good way of hiding the ownership um, of Gibson. Or another way to look at it is it's, it's just a, a, a way to not have one single owner controlling it. KKR, obviously, as they manage the funds, will have a big say in how Gibson are managed going forward. Um because they've got the financial clout, they they technically own it. Although they they'll have underlying policy owners, I would have thought they, at the end of the day, are the legal owners of the the shares in Gibson. Basically, cool. Let's just hope that KKR and Co are not the kind of people who go the Les Paul standard needs to be fucking standard. It doesn't need to have the <laughs> shitty dip switches in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I don't think they're going to care in the slight or, or get involved in that in the slightest. They're no, no, just looking at, at a wide company base. I'm sure, like, I haven't read fully into it. I would assume that going forward, the Guitar division probably won't change at all and Gibson will either be selling off or 
even just closing down some of the other divisions that they've got um, yeah. to try and streamline things back to a, probably more guitar-focused, as that's where their profits lie. Um, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they, they tried the pro-audio stuff. It started off all right, it then tanked. Um, yeah, having like BB King signature studio monitors or something, was it? Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, Sorry, fucking which, hell. Yeah, it 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 was a, a nice idea if they'd have probably if they'd have done it right and bought the right companies they might have done all right but they were entering into a market that clearly they didn't understand they just thought because they had musicians that they could say this is their signature or this is light endorsed by and um, that they'd get get sales and i don't think that's quite how the pro audio market works it's it's a very very competitive market yeah it's um it, it the 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 brand of gibson doesn't quite have the same clout in that does no, it? and a lot of the problem comes from the fact that i didn't know gibson owned half of the companies that they owned so it, it wasn't even that yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. It as gibson owned stuff either they were just you know oh this is endorsed by this bloke and it's I really don't care who my studio monitors are endorsed by. I want to hear a good quality sound from them. Yeah, I don't think anyone's been looking for studio monitors and going, well, which artist is behind this this lot? You look at the price, you look at the quality, you look at kind of what you need it to do, and you're like, yeah, I've got I've got these choices. And 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 that's it. You 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 take you take cues from the reviews. You take cues from um like people that you know who've got certain certain products and you go I'll make my my choice based on that you don't go oh yeah the the Gary Moore signature studio wedge I'll get that <laughs> fucking hell yeah yeah but yeah like there's there's no real announcement as to exactly what Gibson's plans are going forward it's just more of the fact that they're coming out of this back bankruptcy protection which means they have a plan in place We'll yeah. probably find out as they do things like sell some of the companies or close some of the divisions down. Yeah, um, I don't think it's been made that public. If it has, it's not easy to Google in five minutes. Yeah, 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 and that that is uh, that's a, a small insight into our um, our research process there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So essentially, to to kind of to wrap up this segment is what you're saying is. I need to be sending a letter to KKR, um, KKR and Co. Yeah. Just saying, TV yellow, and a talk guard, <laughs> junior. <laughs> sort it out. And they'll probably respond with, "I don't understand <laughs> yeah, what, what TV yellow, yellow talk guards are, and what the hell are you talking about a child for?" Because they'll think that's what junior means. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll send them a picture. I'll, 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 I'll get a... <laughs> the child of the guitar. That's it, a child guitar and a tortoise. <laughs> they'll they'll get it. They'll get it from that. They're smart people. Yeah, they manage um, funds. Yeah, yeah. Now, the one thing I probably should mention is like KKR probably means nothing to any of us. Uh, they're a massive company um, in the US. They've got. Their assets under management, so basically the the amount of like stuff that they own, totals one hundred and fifty three billion. 
So they're a well-off investment company. They're not like a small. It's not. It's not like your local investment brokers. Yes, hundred and hundred and fifty billion. You said one hundred and fifty-three billion. Last year's reported assets under management. I mean, that's isn't that how much Joe Bonamassa gets from his merch? <laughs> that's the markup on the Bonamassa ticket sales. That is, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much his new uh, his new yeah. that's it but I mean for, for them a company that size to take a risk they're, they're clearly confident in the way that Gibson are handling themselves at the moment yeah yeah I mean like uh, like you've been saying pretty much since day one the guitar branch of uh, of Gibson is profitable yeah they they still have got clout within the guitar uh, guitar circles it's just the fact that they they tried swinging their dick in the uh, in the consumer electronics market, and they found out their dick ain't that big. Yeah, that's that's the problem. They were, they were a big fish in a small pond, and then they jumped into the sea and realised that they're tiny compared to a tiger shark. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And I think we should start a new hashtag: Make Gibson Great Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'd go down well. Uh, um, um, the last, the, the way I'll end this, by the way, is the guitars. Nothing's going to change. 2020, you're going to have a pretty similar line to 2019, just like 2019, you had a pretty similar line to 2018. None of your bitching about these dip switches is going to make a blind fucking bit of difference. You might as well shut up. Well, yeah, I mean. If uh, mind you, Gibson have been doing really great with like listening to customer feedback uh, over the past couple of years, especially like since two thousand and fifteen. They they like, re they rejigged the entire thing in two thousand and sixteen, didn't they? Yeah, well, I mean, like twenty fifteen, everybody kicked off. Twenty sixteen, they split the lines. So they had everything in high performance and traditional, and then last year and this year and next year. They've just got one or two high-performance guitars and everything else. They're claiming is more traditional again, like like they were pre twenty fifteen. Their, yeah, their yeah. reaction to twenty fifteen was really good, and nobody ever gave them any credit for it. Like no, they no, listened, they listened to what you said and undid it and offered yeah. it as offered what they'd given you as extras. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, yeah, I, I. I think we did we did rag on them a little bit at the time, but I, I commend them for it. I think they've not been doing they've not been doing terribly, and it, it's literally only the price thing which um, which gets me with Gibson. The rest of it, I'm I'm happy with, um, and I, the uh, 2018 classic Les Pauls with the P90s. Oh yeah, yes please sign me up for a bit of that, even with that silver screw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, I wasn't a P90 guy at the time, but I might be coming around to the idea of getting a guitar with P90s in it at some that, point. They're not bad. They are not bad. Um, Did, it's only, I've, I think I've only got but weeks to wait before I get something with P90s arriving at my door. <laughs> nice. It's the fucking devil. Shit. P90. Nah. No. No. No, there, well, there. Like, I, I used to think that when you grow up, Ayrton, you'll you'll realise that n- humbuckers aren't everything, 
and it's taken me some time to realise that. Humbuckers are life. <laughs> I mean, I've, Humbuckers I've are life, but single coils and P90s can also be life. I see. Hey, single coils, yeah. Humbuckers, yeah. The mix between to P90s, nah, sack that shit off. Uh, like, there's only two genders. That is definitely that is something that we are not touching with a fucking barge pole. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, are, sorry, lads. It's been nice knowing you. We are not touching that one with a fucking barge pole because that is a that's a topic which is divisive, even more so than well, the fucking me. poker chips on the uh, <laughs> on the Lilith pole. Twenty nineteen standard. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to get death threats through my Facebook inbox, so I'll let you know. Well. <laughs> I mean, just let's put it in perspective. There are some people who are on this this great earth who believe that the world is just a flat line. So well, I think I think it's some leaps. Well, there you go. There you, know you the, go. Do you know what the really scary thing is? You know those things you get outside convenience stores where it's got headlines on it. Um, yes, it's from from the local newspapers. Yeah, the one in the sea terminal, which is basically where the the boat gets in for the Isle of Man had the earth is flat written on it for three and a half weeks before anybody noticed. <laughs> so somebody had ripped out the headline from the actual newspapers, replaced it with an A1 sheet of paper with the earth is flat written on it, and nobody noticed. And that's what was greeting all the people off the boat. So that's what we look We look like a backwards nation. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Manx. I see. Yeah. <laughs> see it? Electricity <laughs> discovered four weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the thing that made me laugh about that whole flat Earth thing is that um, one of one of their societies says like with proud members all over the globe, and you're just like all over the say all, over, uh, all over the what? All over the what? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be all over the. Say that one again, but slowly. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to bring this back onto Gibson, like. No, I think uh, we, we're done with Gibson. I reckon that's. Just, did we ever mention that even the high performance doesn't have robot tuners anymore? Really? Oh, it's because they uh, they owe uh, Tronicle a, a serious amount of money, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's fifteen million, wasn't it? That's a lot, a lot of cash. That's a lot I of mean, money. Oh. I mean, that's like a Premier League centre back, like a mid-table Premier League centre back. Isn't that how much Joe Bonamassa's ties are as well? Yeah, I think on his tax return that was um, that was all the profits just from the ties last year. Yeah, fifty fifty million. Um, we've got we've got one final little bit of news uh, for this week, and it's a range of pedals from the well-known uh, pedal company Fender. 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 I don't think they're, they're known for much else, but Fender. Their their pedals are. Sublime, I hear. Um, so, Fender, the, I think the start of this year bought out uh, a couple of pedals: the Pugilist, the Santa Ana Overdrive. Um, th- there was another couple, uh, the uh, Marina or something like that. D- delay the, yeah, I don't know, fucking space robot reverb. <laughs> 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 Who fucking knows? They bought out uh, some pedals. Yeah, they bought out some pedals. So uh, the majority of those names were, were correct. Um, 
so I guess which one wasn't <laughs> yeah, that's it so they've they've bought another another three pedals i think it was uh it was shown at nam um but we did not report on them there were there were just much more interesting things to talk about um so we've got the engager boost we've got the pelt fuzz and the full moon distortion so let's get into it uh engager boost 20 20 dbs um of pure boostiness uh three band eq so you can tailor your boostiness it's got a fat buffer it makes your tone really fat um <laughs> i imagine that's what it means doesn't stand for a f- uh, field effect transistor i think no it doesn't do mean nice uh, south african so does uh, db stand for double penetration D- no, db db, not- DB. DB. It's, it stands for dick, uh. dick bounce, I believe. 20 dick bounce. <laughs> um, 20, 20, 20. So, if you, so if you turn that on, that's how many times a girl will bounce on you. 20 dick bounce. Uh, or, or a gentleman, which whatever tickles your pickle. Gentleman. DG. Yeah, the gentleman. Yeah, Mr. Tosin Abassi will start toasting you off. Hey, I would not mind that. Have you seen what he can do with his fingers? Well, he's a he's a wizard, isn't he? That man. Um, yeah, oh I think we've we've uh, we've degenerated a little bit here. Thinking his girlfriend <laughs> might have a, a wizard sleeve as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the right. the engager boost is eighty seven pounds worth of boost. Not bad. Twenty That's dBs. Not bad for a three d- three. Band EQ yeah. as well. Yeah, it's essentially like it's like an EQ pedal, like a like a basic EQ pedal with a boost and a buffer. Not bad, not bad. And they they, they don't look too bad as well. Uh, Pelt Just sell some active pickups. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I like not using batteries. It's, it, it's it's really really difficult to play indie songs with active pickups. Yeah, pickups are going la 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 la. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to do some jangly shit in the background, but your pickups are overpowering everything. See? Your pickups have other ideas. <laughs> See? Gain. Get little gain. Nope. Full on distortion. See? It was just a crunch channel. Uh, so, <laughs> pelt, pelt Fuzz. I actually I had to listen to the, um, the, the product video that they got for this, and... It sounded shit. It sounded really <laughs> bad. Um, until kind of uh, probably about two and a half minutes in. The reason why it sounded shit to start off with, um, I mean, they, they were running it through a Jazz Master, which um, as a, like for guitars that are like fuzz machines that will, will handle fuzz, I would have thought, the the kind of the really present and jangliness of a of a jazz master probably not your best choice. I think just just think about that. If these are Fender, Fender don't really do non-present sounding guitars as standard. But I mean, um, the the Stratocaster through a fuzz pedal is is like a it's a it's a known tone. Um. They do they do blacktop tellies and blacktop strats, which have got the buckers, which I, which I, could potentially work. 
I hate to break it to you, but the blacktops were discontinued last year. The motherfuckers. <laughs> Those motherfuckers. I'm pretty sure they've been replaced with like HH models, but there's no such thing as a blacktop anymore. Well, you, just whatever they're calling it these days, a rose by any other name still has got two fucking humbuckers. <laughs> I must have missed that saying. That, it was Shakespeare, I believe, that one. So it's right next to the quote that uh, Abraham Lincoln says that uh, can't trust everything you read on the internet. <laughs> love that, love that quote. Uh, so pelt, it's it's got level fuzz, bloom, and tone. Bloom is apparently like the color of the fuzz, like the the, the kind of contour to it. So you can go from like spluttery, velcroiness to like more of a smooth sound. Uh, it's a silicon silicon fuzz, so um, yes, silicon fuzzes, not germanium, because they're they're a pain in the ass to work with. Um, but there are there are quite a lot of quite a lot of fuzz pedals which are silicon based, so I, I assume that's why it's why it's quite a versatile fuzz. Uh, there's a mid mid kind of shape toggle, so you can cut the mids or you can boost the mids depending on whether you want it to sound like shit distortion or like actually nice. Um, but yeah, so the the product video uh, was running at kind of half gain for, for the first part of the video and it sounded terrible. The moment they whacked the gain up to full, it made sense. Uh, I'm just thinking, why why on earth would you not run run a fuzz pedal up to full? It's, it's fuzz, it's not supposed to be subtle. And this like, is where like, my thing came in from before we started the podcast, saying why even have a gain knob on a fuzz pedal? I'm 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 down with you on that one. Just go straight through. That's it. That's it. Fuzz uh, is there to hit you in the face. You don't want. There's no such thing as subtle fuzz, is there? Subtle fuzz is shit fuzz. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's it's just True. like a grainy sounding overdrive. Um. This is this is a, a ninety-six pound pedal. Um the one redeeming thing that I have to say about it, it it's it's purple. Um so yeah. Well, is it something that you'd consider if you were looking for fuzzliness? Uh, no, because for that price you can buy a rough and big muff or a up amp big muff. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's that's a pretty pretty sound argument. I mean, if you, what are you going to pick? If you want fuzz, what are you going to pick? Are you going to pick a big muff, or are you going to pick <laughs> a new <laughs> Fender design? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we got we got pretty far without making vagina jokes. Um, I, I'm proud of us. We we're really growing as people. Um, I'm gonna, I made a joke about the wizard sleeve. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you did. That yeah. you did. <laughs> um, so, onto our final one, the full moon distortion. Um, it's a two two foot switch pedal. This one, it's so it's got a boost and a drive, uh, three band EQ. It has more gain than the Pugilist, which is a yardstick that only makes sense if you know what the Pugilist is. Um, I don't. I, I think it's, it's, I don't because I'm all about that metal zone. <laughs> Yeah, in a world where it's, the metal zone 
exists, why do you need? Why is there need for another distortion pedal? Exactly. I mean, we do as a as a kind of guitar collective, we rag on the rag on the metal zone something run, but it's one of Boss's biggest sellers. Because everyone rags on about it, that's why. I was going to say, because even if you aren't part of the guitar community, you know what a metal zone is, because that one guy that you know that plays the guitar keeps sharing memes about metal zones. <laughs> it's true. It's fucking true, and I'm usually that guy sharing them. I'm with you. Know, <laughs> um, I mean, yes, it is the butt of, butt of quite a few jokes, but the fact that people are buying it, and even if they're buying it ironically, they're still buying the fucker. Yeah. I think going back to the this full moon, the, the pugilist is like halfway to being a metal zone. It was their higher gain distortion pedal from the start of the year. Is 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 that the one it's got two sides on it, hasn't it? And you can Yeah. But you can't stack the two sides. No, they're all, like if you click the left yeah. one, the right one goes off, and if you click yeah. the right one, the left one goes off. Yeah, yeah, um, and it, it, also that's, known that, as pointless. It's, it's it's in like a yellowy yeah. enclosure, isn't it? It's yellow brush steel. Now you're asking. I can't. I, think I just remember it was their it was their Ganeo because didn't they have two drives at the start of the yeah, year? Yeah, the, the Santa Santa Ana was um, was the more subtle of them. I wonder who that was like modelled to try and make the sound of. Apparently, it weren't. It, apparently, it's a, it's a place. Bullshit. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call him out now. Works very well. I've seen well the demo for that one. I've seen the demo for that one where he puts it on the neck pickup, rolls all the tone off, and then plays a little bit of freaking. That's it. Harmonic minor licks. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, all right, Fender. As long as they're not playing it for a fucking jazz master. Then it's fine. Think so, it's a strap. Um, full. Uh, I had to look. Full moon distortion. Um, this is potentially the the one of these the one out of this line that I give the least fucks about. Um, I could uh, I could be convinced to buy the um, the pelt fuzz because uh, it seemed like quite a versatile fuzz. Although I reckon. You just put it on, like, find the one setting that you like and just use that. But it's got the potential of of doing other things. The uh, the full moon, I was going to call it the pugilist then, and it's not. <laughs> um, the, the full moon is is completely, like, it's, it's just something that I really would never need. I don't think I ever use that much gain. Um, so I don't, I don't think you're much of a, a, a gain... Gain man, are you, Matt? Um, no, I mean the heaviest gain I've used live in the last five years is probably the OCD or the what was the, the Marvel driver. The Marvel driver didn't use that often because it didn't like my amp. So yeah, mm. like the OCD is not a gain machine. It's 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 a little bit more gainy than a hotcake if you set it to be a bit more gainy, but it's not not high gain in any sense of the word. Yeah, I mean it's like it's it's cooking marshall amp isn't it so it, yeah. there's there's sustain there's compression but it's not it's not gainy is it no no it's not like when i used to use the the ht dual um i had a ht dual which i used and couldn't get on with because it was too gainy mm, interesting yeah they they did uh did lighter versions of that as well didn't they but yeah um 
How about how about you, Mister? And because you, you're you are definitely out of all of us, you're you're the the most metal, like by far. I don't know what you're on about. I'm all country, aren't I? Country and folk. You are a right country. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I haven't heard the pedal, but I mean, obviously, I'm into my big time metal. So, I mean, out of everything, I'd rather just go to like get a Horizon driver, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Cause they've got they've got a built-in gate as well. They have, haven't they? Yeah, but I know I've got enough gain on tap, or I can just dial it right back to just be like a tube screamer instead of having to get like maybe the fender pedal and a boost pedal just to tip it over that edge. If this has got a boost pedal built in. It's it's got two foot switches. How how good is the boost on top of that on top of that distortion? Um, did we check that you can stack them on this one yes yeah oh, yeah. You, can, oh you can all right <laughs> did, did, <laughs> i'm did, thinking did about we, the old one yeah the other the other one you couldn't stack could you but, but. Uh, well maybe then but then yeah, it all comes yeah. down to like is it enough actual distortion for what i would use it for well it says it's more than the pugilist so i mean that yeah. that well-known yardstick it's more than the pugilist I think Fender are a little bit late coming to this party. Like, like yeah, they are. yeah. Pedal market is saturated to hell with things in every single price range, and like, if you ask anybody around, they're not going to say it. You're a high gain player. Do you want this? That's heavier than a pugilist. They're probably going to look at you like you've got seven heads. Like, <laughs> What are you on about? What are you on about? Like, is it heavier than a metal zone? Is it heavier than you know whatever? I like. I don't know how I gain pedals because yeah, yeah, he- heavier than the tube screamer, less than a metal like zone, the, like the victory cracking pedals and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, those those victory um, preamps they were coming yeah. in at like four hundred quid though, weren't they? Something like that. Whereas this is yeah. one hundred and thirty five quid. Different market. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. I think. What if you spend like maybe fifty-six quid more, you can get a Horizon. Yeah, there you go. So, generally speaking, lukewarm about that. Out of the three, so we've got the the what the what Engager, the Engager, the Engager Boost, the Pelt Fuzz, or the Full Moon Distortion. Which would you buy, Matt? The Engager is the only one that remotely interests me. I don't use Fuzz Live, with the exception of, like, two songs. Um, and I've got my balls out Fuzz for that. Damn right you have. <laughs> um, but, like, even, like, I've had to drop that off the board to get the OCD on. Um, I'm looking at rearranging the board because I've got a whole tier at the top that's unused at the moment. Yep. So it'll probably get back on. But, um, like, I... I don't need fuzz, so that one doesn't interest me. The highest gain song I play, I can't even think, probably Rocks by Primal Scream. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> so, it's not particularly gaining. It's, it's like I was going to say, it's turned up Crunchy Marshall. Um, just trying to think <laughs> of anything it, yeah. else with that's, a bit That's more an OCD gain. there, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So, so don't need... Don't need metal distortion at all. Yeah. 
So, so the, battery acts on it you. just it, it, you basically you get the engager, but out by default, don't you? Rather yeah, than by um, choice. To be fair, a boost with three band EQ. It sounds legit, doesn't it? Could be useful. Um, I'd have to like listen to it. 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 I keep thinking about buying. Every time I buy a boost pedal, I stick it in the signal chain, leave it on, and because it makes everything sound better. <laughs> so, like, I bought my Wampler Decibel as a boost pedal. Yeah. And it just became a buffer because it yeah, made it everything sound good, better. Yeah. And then I bought my. GE7, which I used as a boost pedal, but I just EQ'd everything so that it sounded better and left that on for a while until it broke. Um, yes, I can break boss pedals. That's my claim to fame. Nice, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but have um, you ever broke a Henry Hoover? No, I haven't. I have. Two in one day. <laughs> Shit, man. You should not be sticking your dick in Henry Hoover. <laughs> hey, it was there. It's been a while. He was you know? smiling at you. <laughs> Yeah. a line of coke <laughs> yeah every every time I buy boost pedals I just leave them on so like I'd be worried that that's what I'd do again Yeah. but at the same time I need a boost that I can stack with the OCD because like I say because of the way I've set the OCD the Tube Screamer just adds too many mid frequencies and just makes everything a little bit mushy yeah yeah so I, so I need a cleaner boost because obviously I, I just use the tube, tube Screamer as a boost for the hot cake yeah um, so maybe this is something that I can look at but I mean I'll probably buy a Spark Mini standard um, Ayrton Ayrton um, out of the three what would you buy Engager I'd probably, out, I'd probably buy the Engager sweet so that's two but, for the Engager uh, yeah um, I yeah, I'd probably go for the engager. I'd I'd kind of half on the fence with the pelt, but to be honest, a uh, a twenty dB boost with a three band EQ, and it makes your tone really fit. Um, <laughs> yeah. <It> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, I'm I'm fine with that. Right, I think that's uh, that's where we're going to end it for today because no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh no, shit! Not, yes, no, we've got we've, we've got one one final thing, and this, Matt is going to mention it. Matt's going to mention it. Yeah, just a, a a quick one to add at the end because um, Adam found this. I don't even know where did you find this. Were you just flicking through the internet? Fuck if I know, mate. Fuck if I know. Um, so. Not 100% sure on the pronunciation of the company, but we're going to go for Aeris. So it's A-I-R-I-S. So I'm going to go Aeris Effects. Um, and for October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, they're releasing a pink mid-boost pedal called the Fuck Cancer Boost. Um, yeah. It's available through their website for $80. Um, and it's just awesome. It's a, a mini pedal. Um, it's pink sparkle. Yes, yeah, sparkly it's, pink. You know, yeah. it, it's for breast cancer awareness, um, and a proportion of the proceeds from every pedal is going to the Canadian Breast Cancer Foundation. Um, so, yeah, I think it just definitely deserves a mention on the cast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, so we someone send me the link because I need that. So we um, we we make very crude jokes a lot of the time. Um, uh, we are immature. We are, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're a lot of things, but like, 
getting behind a, a cause like this because I, I know that you've mentioned that you do quite a, a lot of charity work yourself Matt when you did the head shave you donated the the hair to the uh, little princesses trust uh, or one yeah. of those um one of those yeah foundations. it was it was the little princess trust and the proceeds of the uh, the hair raise, the, the fundraise went to hospice care I also did the Relay for Life last month, which was Cancer Research UK. Yeah, yeah. And I think anyone who's seen me in person will see that I've got an, uh, what can only be described as an obnoxious amount of wristbands with all of the uh, charities that I support. Um, we may be assholes, but we're we're nice assholes. Um, and I, th- I thought Most it was... Time. Yeah, that's it. Um, I, th- I thought it was it was well worth um, mentioning this uh, this cause because um, it's it's not a, not a lot of the time in the in the guitar community where you see something that's that's so uh, so selfless um, and that's just it's a really cool thing and it's a really cool looking pedal as well um, and if and it is quite close to some people within this podcast right now as well. Yeah, absolutely. Bang on. Um, I think they they say something like one in one in three people are affected by cancer. Um, yeah, it's it's the statistics down to one in two now. Um, one in two people will be directly or indirectly within close family affected by cancer. So they, they, it's just ridiculous. There you go. Um, this um this is like a, a small uh, a small token of what can be done for it, but. It's it's all those small things that end up making a, a big difference. So, yeah, completely get behind get behind these kind of things. Um, and yeah, just do what you can, do what you can to, to support. Um, and on that little kind of fuzzy fuzzy feeling, heartwarming end, I reckon that's where we're gonna gonna end it for today. Um, I am gonna just before we get into the the ah um, little plugs. I'm I'm gonna say thank you guys for for listening and thank you for for really taking the time to uh, to join with us today. Um, if you want to find us online uh, to join in with this conversation, you go uh, to Fret Talk Podcast in Facebook groups. You will find us all there. You can add your um your conversation to the podcast you can get involved and chat with us as well um if you want to get me personally mr budget pedal chap you go facebook or instagram.com slash budget pedal chap or youtube uh type in budget pedal chap you'll find me um as i've mentioned for the past maybe like two months now there's not a great deal going on on the uh on the youtube at the moment it's it's in the pipe pipeline. Um, I'm a busy busy little bunny at the moment, but it'll get we'll get back on it. We'll get back on it, and there's definitely going to be some uh, some exciting stuff coming. Um, if you want to find Matt, he's he happens to be um, a co-host on another fantastic podcast. It is the Bad Bookers podcast, and it's all about the wrestlings. Um, it is. And that is, uh, you can find that on iTunes, uh, Acast, Zcast, all of Stitcher. them. Stitcher. Stitcher, yeah. Soundcloud. Soundcloud as well. Shit, man. We're, we're missing yeah, that all train. All over the place. 
We are completely missing that train. We need to get on SoundCloud. Um, it's, it's a bit more costly. Oh, is it? It's oh. like eight. Yeah. We're only on there because we've had specific requests to get on SoundCloud, but it's like nine quid every three months unless you only want to have one episode on at a time. Shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that noise. We yeah. we do this podcast for free, but it also means that um, there are are no funds to fund any of this this stuff. Perhaps we'll do like a a, a, a recruitment drive or like a Patreon or something where a GoFundMe. That's the one, isn't it? Where people pay into the podcast. I don't know. Maybe tell us if you think that's a good idea. Um, but yeah, Matt, you you were also on Twitter as. Uh, heel underscore Matt Q. Correct. Um, you catch Ayrton with Sin Circus, and yep. the you find them on Facebook. Uh, yep. What's the URL? S- slash Sin Circus. No fucking idea. Just type in Sin Circus. We're not the the American band. We're the British one. There you go. Keep posted because we've got an album coming out next year. Hopefully. Absolutely fucking rock and roll. Peace. Um, so, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chop, from Mr. Co-host Ayrton Tracy, from Mr. Another Co-host, what is Matt Quine, aka the man from Man, it will be a goodbye and goodnight from this week. Goodbye and goodnight. Till then, bye. Tatty boy. Yeah. Konnichiwa. Sinilate. Konnichiwa. Oh, it's not. Konnichiwa's hello, innit? I'm I'm losing a bit of weight. I'm down to eighteen and a half stone from just over twenty. What the fuck is eighteen and a half stone? Uh, it is roughly a hundred and twenty-two kilos, which will be what two hundred and fifty pounds ish. Well, you you look a lot you look a lot thinner, and the hair gone is now. I'm used to it. Before that was <laughs> the shock, but you're looking good. Seriously. Ah, cheers! Thank you very much. Yeah. I notice how I'm getting no fucking compliments here. (laughs) You look the same as always. (laughs) See, you look like a bag of shit.